0: Two Novel Finds, the podcast where we talk about your favorite books, our favorite books, and everything in between. Hey, it's me, Maggie. And me, Julia. And we are coming at you today with an episode together for the first time in forever, it feels.
1: (laughs) It does feel like that. I know it probably doesn't seem like that to anyone listening.
0: (laughs) I know they're probably like, you guys are obsessed with each other. Please calm down. It was just last week. But for us, it was a million years.
1: It really was. It's like that SpongeBob. What are they? Like the the title tags or whatever? It's like 3,000 years later.
0: Yeah, I've not uh, really ever watched SpongeBob, but I do. Oh, okay. Well, anyone else that has
1: watched SpongeBob, please validate this. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Please notice Julia. She needs you. I need applause to live. (laughs) Uh, Well, I know you guys aren't sitting in the room with us, but it has been quite a journey to even figure out recording this episode. We had like 1,000 technical difficulties today. Mm -hmm. So I'm just so happy I can finally hear Julia's voice.
1: It is really nice because I could hear your voice just fine. Um, but then mine wasn't coming through, but then also like audacity was picking up my voice. Like my microphone is on and it's working. I just don't
0: know what happened. I don't understand. I think I don't either. Google meet was trying to keep us apart. It really was. It's not cool of Google. I have to say that's the only explanation because my speaker was working.
1: (laughs) So yeah, like everything, everything was working. I don't know what was happening.
0: Look, if there's an IT guy listening to this episode, explain our uh, the errors of our ways. Like, help us, please, because you don't know what else yeah. to do.
1: Look, if there's an IT guy that wants to be an editor for our podcast so they can handle all of these issues and we don't have to,
0: that could work, too. That would literally be my dream. or girl it doesn't have to be a guy oh yeah i meant guy as in
1: person anybody
0: yeah yeah you know how you say like hey guys and it's just like a group of people
1: that's you know i've started saying y'all actually look at you what a little country star yeah my time in atlanta really did a number on me i (laughs) I say y'all now in
0: so many ways
1: Right, Julius I haven't changed there in, in like minutes. five years.
0: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh well, <laughs> you guys, we are here today to talk about a book that we both have a lot of feelings on, and that is Delilah Green Doesn't Care by Ashley Herring Blake. It's so good. I it is. I love this. So good. It's absolutely amazing. Um, it's. The first in the Bright Falls Trilogy by Ashley Mm -hmm. Herring Blake. She's writing three books that kind of take place in the same town. They follow the same people. Sort of. um, Well, they follow people that you meet in the first book.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which I find is like a thing now because like there's the Written in the Stars trilogy, I think where it's like count your lucky yeah. stars written in the stars and hang the moon they're the same like group of people but different characters in each book and there's one more that I'm th- oh the um the x hex I think um no 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 well maybe um a fake a uh, a witch's guide to fake dating a demon has a sequel. I don't know how many books are going to be in it, but the sequel huh. follows her friend and not her. So it's just it's like this new, I don't know if it's a new thing, but it's new to me. It's this new thing.
0: I feel like it's not new, but it's becoming I think what it's finally doing actually is the second and the third in those series are coming out and it's making it clear that they were sort of linked together because the India Holton books, the third one mm-hmm. just came out, The Secret service of tea and treason or something. Yeah. I want to read that. That looks so fun. Yeah. I read the others in her series and they're so fun and they're all kind of linked up. Um, and there's one more that I'm thinking of. I can't think of it. That's okay. okay. Well, if it uh, comes to
1: you, just yell it out in the middle of the podcast.
0: Yeah, I will. I'll be like, this <laughs> is the author that I was <laughs> thinking of. I finally thought of it. <laughs> Um oh yeah, I remember it's Anna Maria and the Fox, which I just read. And mm. it follows the eldest sister and the it is called the Luna Sisters number one. So I can only mm. assume it will continue to follow the other sisters.
1: That makes sense, yeah.
0: Yeah. So that is of course just conjecture. But <laughs> I imagine I'll be correct. Only uh, time will okay. tell. Time will tell. So. <laughs> we'll heck and see you guys.
1: <laughs> well, now so, that we've got six minutes of not this book-related talk.
0: Okay, you know what? This is why the people are here, though. I love the tangents. I think they're fun. It is still book-related, and it's me and you related.
1: It's very important. Yeah. Honestly, it's like we're in the same room and people just get to sit next to us as we're talking about random stuff all the time.
0: That is very true. This, these are like our real conversations. This is us yeah. actually talking about this stuff. Yeah. In case anyone was
1: wondering if we plan our episodes, no, we do not. We have a list of questions and everything else is improv.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what makes it fun. I agree. You know, I don't want to know your answers beforehand. I want to be surprised.
1: Yeah. I mean, I did start putting the fun facts on our document because I was having this horrible habit of forgetting to look them up. So now I've just started writing them down.
0: I think that makes sense, though. I mean, now I know what you're going to say and it's kind of fun. But that's
1: the only thing that's planned. (laughs) In our old age, we're getting a little bit forgetful, but
0: it's fine. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, Julia, why don't you hit (laughs) us up with those fun facts? Okay.
1: Um, so I've got three of them. They are kind of cool. The, the author of Delilah Green Doesn't Care, Ashley Herring Blake, she has, um, a Stonewall Honor Book Award for her debut middle grade book, Ivy Aberdeen's Letter to the World. Um, and for those of you that are curious what a Stonewall Honor Book Award is, is it, means that um her book was one of the finalists there's like three or four in each category and if they don't like win the overall award they still get like the honor of having been up for the for the award which is pretty cool another one of her books was a finalist for the lambda literary award also excellent she is getting all of the gay awards and i'm very happy for her
0: good for her she um, definitely deserves it she's a really good author
1: right we should see if she wants to come on the podcast
0: oh yeah that'd be fun that's true well astrid parker her sequel to Del- delilah green i think is already out that one is already out and i think well i was doing like a deep dive on NetGalley. galley and some people have already read proofs for um the third one iris kelly
1: oh okay okay
0: yeah i know
1: you know, I would be interested in reading the Iris Kelly one. I don't know how interested I am in Astrid Parker.
0: I don't know either. I hear it's really <laughs> really good, but I she drove me so crazy in this book. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like, know. It's 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 rough. Um yeah. But are you ready for a little summary? Of course. All right. So, Delilah Green Doesn't Care is a highly entertaining queer romantic comedy that focuses on strained family relationships and finding love and a sense of belonging where you least expect it. Delilah Green left Bright Falls right after her high school graduation and swore she would never return because her childhood memories were tainted with loneliness and she always felt it like she was an unwanted addition to her emotionally distant stepfamily. Her life in New York isn't a bed of roses, but her photography career is finally getting the recognition it deserves, and she, sorry, and she always has a steady supply of no strings attached hookups. Delilah's entire, entire world is turned upside down when her estranged stepsister Astrid guilt trips her into photographing her wedding. She doesn't want to go back to Bright Falls, but decides to take the job anyway because it comes with a five figure paycheck. Delilah wants to keep her visit as brief as possible, but when she lays eyes on Claire Sutherland, one of Astrid's closest friends, she thinks it's the perfect opportunity for her to have some fun and get a bit of revenge as well. Claire Sutherland would like to have an orderly and predictable life. She has been raising her 11-year-old daughter on her own because her irresponsible ex is always breezing in and out of her lives. And also, she's super cool running a bookstore. And nothing in this world could have prepared Claire for Delilah Green's return to Bright Falls. Even though they've lived in the same small town and went to the same high school together, they're practically strangers to each other. So Claire is really worried when Delilah figures out what makes her tick. When fate intervenes, Delilah and Claire are forced to spend more time together because there are wedding preparations to take care of, and there's also a plan to save Astrid from her awful fiancée. Claire is falling deeply in love with Delilah, even though they agreed to keep things casual between them. But her heart wants what it wants. Can Delilah and Claire stop Astrid from making the biggest mistake of her life without breaking their own hearts in the process? Da-da-da. That was great.
1: Are you sure? (laughs) What a summary. Yeah, no, there were points where I was like, oh, is this the end? And then there's just like, I I thought you were only going to talk about Delilah. And then you had the part about Claire. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense that we talk about Claire. And then there was one about both of them.
0: Um, (laughs) That's right. I couldn't stop. The thing is, is that I think Delilah is the lead, but it is Mm -hmm. a dual protagonist. Claire's in it about 50%. So she is. Had to include her as well. Yeah,
1: they do almost every other chapter swap.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh.
1: Not gonna lie, I actually had a very hard time keeping characters straight because oh my gosh, of the- because of their names, like Astrid and Iris, and what is their stepmom's Isabel. name? Their m- the Isabel. Step-mom. Yeah, those were all way too close, like. In my brain, they were introduced too quickly. And so I just, I struggled the entire book trying to remember who was who.
0: 100%. Especially Iris and Isabel. I mm-hmm. was constantly having to remind myself who was who, especially because mm-hmm. every time you're switching points of view, I'm already having to adjust myself to either being in Delilah or Claire's brain. And then there's the added their relationships with these people like I did get a little bit confused <laughs> a few times I know oh God I'm glad I'm not the only
1: one because that was it was really tough.
0: <laughs> it was really tough for no reason it probably took me until about 25 percent of the book for me to feel a little bit more comfortable.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know it it took a while for me to put together that Astrid is the stepsister, but also like that difficulty that I had is another one of the reasons that I just, I don't know if I want to read Astrid
0: Parker. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I mean, I feel like it is and it isn't a spoiler because now that they're both out, you read Delilah Green and you probably understand that Astrid is not going to end up with the man that she's about to marry in Delilah Green because the next book is all about her finding romance. Mm Mm-hmm. What? Spoiler. Sorry. Whoa! (laughs) Also, not a spoiler. Ashley Herring Blake did that to us. Um, Yes. And I do feel for her in a way because I understand how difficult that must have been in Delilah Green. But... I I really struggle with her character. She really grinds my gears. I've, mm-hmm. It's very hard for me. I, de- I definitely, I think, sympathize for her, but I don't have a lot of empathy for her. So I don't know how I would feel living in her head.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it's rough. Um, I am very glad that there were hijinks in this book, though, to break her up with her fiance.
0: Me too. This book You guys, this book has everything, okay? (laughs) It's so good. Uh, Bisexual (laughs) representation, sapphic romance, I'm sorry, single motherhood, you know, depression and anxiety and learning to get over your family trauma and Mm -hmm, hijinks mm -hmm. and silliness and wedding cahoots. It's like every rom-com got smushed into this book.
1: It is. It's nice. And I don't know. It was, I really enjoyed it. I think it does a very good job balancing all of the different tropes that it has.
0: I agree. Julia, why don't you hit us up with a trope check? What do we have in this book? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez.
1: Rude. You're going to have to help me. I read this book a few weeks ago and I've had a lot in between. Um, Well, obviously we have the lovely one bed trope. Right. Of that course. happens. A that happens. And we have Grumpy Sunshine, sort of. I feel like Claire Definitely. is the sunshine and Delilah is the grumpy.
0: Oh yeah. Even just though based Delilah- on the cover of the book.
1: Oh God. Isn't the cover great? Like
0: was <laughs> <so> good. It's <laughs> Delilah so good. is so hot.
1: <laughs> it's rude. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Um Okay, we have secret romance.
0: Is that yes. a trope? That's a trope. I think secret relationship is definitely a trope in a rom-com.
1: Yeah. Well, it what is, is there there's one for like exes, right? I don't know. I'm just thinking like her ex-husband is still like in the picture and they're kind of navigating yeah. that sort of different family dynamic. That's less of a romance trope and more of just a a fictional book trope, um, and I don't know what it's called.
0: Oh, I don't know. I didn't realize. I guess there was a specific name for something like that.
1: Yeah, I didn't but either.
0: While we're on that topic, I thought it was really good uh, representation because I actually don't think I've ever read a not just a romance but a rom com, a romantic comedy specifically where one of the protagonists is dealing with her relationship with her ex-husband as a co-parent. I thought it was Mm -hmm. very interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I appreciated it seeing like the struggles with it and then um, figuring out how to come to terms. It was nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree. I thought, especially for her first in the trilogy to kick us off with something so fresh and so new. Uh-huh. Ashley knew what she was doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Also, like a very good representation on anxiety and depression, I think. Delilah mm-hmm. is just full of family trauma, but yeah. most of it comes from just miscommunication. Or or like <laughs> yeah. not not really miscommunication, but like misunderstanding. Just because everyone in the house was dealing with grief.
0: Yes. Yeah, everyone in her home, her stepmom and her stepsister, were sort of navigating their own grief and their own growth in different ways. And when she would look back on that time, she saw it through this lens of being completely alone. And I do think, of course, so much of the time, it could have been better for her. And I think that Isabel Mm -hmm. probably should have been there for her more, but... I agree. Delilah assumed and and saw her childhood through this like I'm always alone. People think I'm weird. Nobody is there for me, and she clung to that so fiercely. She didn't give herself a chance to really grow or move on from that mm-hmm. until yeah, until now.
1: Yeah, it's really nice. I love when she starts making friends.
0: I know it. It she's so upset about it. I like that she's like, she demands to be like this cool, badass, lone wolf. And then when people like her, she gets so put off. She's like, get away from me.
1: (laughs) Except for Claire's daughter. She and Claire's daughter get along really
0: well. Okay, that is genuinely, that is the moment that sold me on Delilah. Because she's Mm -hmm. kind of this... Everybody hates me. I'm an anti-hero. But also, why does nobody love me and like me? And you're kind of like, Delilah, you're doing this to yourself. I don't know about you. But the second she meets Ruby, Claire's daughter, and she helps Ruby create an outfit for this tea party that she really likes, I I fell in love. I was like, Delilah, you are a good woman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: it was so sweet.
0: It was so sweet. So, Julia, we yeah. read a lot of romances between the two of us. Yeah. So between all of the romances, specifically the ones with LGBTQ plus representation, why did we specifically pick this one?
1: Well, when we were planning on our Pride Month book, because happy Pride Month, Um Happy Pride Month, everybody. I know. It's it's great. I'm very excited to be here. This one was in both of our TBRs. Yes. And so I think that's where we both were like, let's do this one. Um, because Shelby sent it to me uh, a while ago. I don't even know how long ago. Shelby sent it to me and I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll read it soon. And then it just sat on my shelf for a very long time.
0: Oh, Did she send you a physical copy of the book? Yeah. Oh, that's so nice! I know. Is
1: I think I sent her a candle or something that was related to Akatar. Um.
0: Okay. Nice. And
1: so then, sh- then she had my address, and so then she sent me a thank you card and also this book.
0: That is so cute. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um. Every season of my life, I assume my life will get less busy. That has yet to be true. <laughs> I finished grad school and I thought to myself, I'm going to have so much extra time on my hands. Ha ha. No. So we were getting around to looking at the Pride Month books and I was just like, Julia, I cannot do a book that's not currently on my TBR. (laughs) I'm I'm suffering. Like it it can't happen.
1: And so then I was just like, great. Okay, read off what's on your TBR. (laughs) So you started
0: reading like a long list of books. I was like, oh, I have that one. I am forever grateful for you. <laughs> oh yeah!
1: <laughs> I like and- when we pick books like that. I think it's funny.
0: <laughs> Me too. Me too. Uh, gosh, my TBR pile is truly getting out of control. So this has assisted in the mess. Yeah, mine
1: has gotten significantly smaller. <laughs> well, because you don't I'm have to brag. <laughs> Well, it's only – it's like a forced paring it down because I'm moving and I can't move with all of my books, let alone all of my TBR, so.
0: That is true. Yeah. Yeah, that is tough. I know my poor parents have about 16 boxes of my books in their basement. Oh, I my just God. And slowly move them here. <laughs> I think a part of me wonders if it's worth it. Maybe I should sell some of them. Or something, yeah, I think because- next
1: time you go home, <laughs> go to Half Price Books.
0: I know. I really should, but they're my babies.
1: I, I get it. I get it. I have literally 45 books that I am planning on bringing with me. Um, and I respect and that. Thank you. It'll probably end up being closer to 50. But I had like 500 plus books here. Um, oh, my God. I know. So I, I pared it down to like my absolute favorites or gifts that I just I love and can't get rid of. And I've donated like my children's books to the park that I work at because they have an after school program and a preschool. That's really nice. And yeah. And then um I let the book club that I run at the park pick through my shelves last week. And so they did that. They picked through a lot. Um, and then whatever's left over, I'm bringing to half price books. I, I can't take them all. I just have to be kind of mercenary no. about it.
0: I know. I think what I'll end up doing is getting rid of the books that I have forgotten that I even owned or that even existed like yeah, in the universe. That's how to do it. But there's a lot of unread books over there that I would like to bring back and read. Um, that's understandable. We'll see. The thing is, is that if I continue bringing them over at the rate I've been bringing them over, I will be bringing them over here until I'm like 40. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's not good.
1: You should, instead of like a birthday or Christmas present, just have your parents send a box of books or two.
0: (laughs) I really should. I should have them <laughs> Zoom me, like do like a FaceTime call and show me every mm, one mm-hmm. of my books.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll be like,
0: nope, you can get rid of that one. Keep that one. Notify
1: right. That one. Right. Like I have books at my mom's house and I was like, mom, just get rid of them. If I'm not, if I don't have them here in me, like with me in California, I'm not planning on bringing them to the united kingdom with me like they if they if i I wanted them they would be with me currently and they are not so just get rid of them um and she's like i don't healthy my mom literally told me she's like i don't really feel comfortable doing that so when you come to michigan you're gonna have to do it yourself that is
0: hilarious what does that (laughs) even mean (laughs) like she just she it, it
1: feels um inappropriate i guess for her to take all of the books that i've collected over the years and get rid of them
0: you know what she wants to make sure that you are making the right decision that's all i am i know but she wants to make sure (laughs) i appreciate what if you, you get there and you open up those boxes and one of your favorite books is sitting there what are you gonna do
1: I'm going to get rid of it, because if it really was my favorite book, I would have had it here.
0: You know what? You're impossible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am moving. I can't take everything
0: with me. (laughs) That's a quitting attitude. Come on, Julia. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Let's get back to Delilah Green. (laughs) Okay. 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 Julia, why don't you just... Tell us your favorite line or section.
1: Um, okay, so I didn't highlight any lines. I've been really bad about this recently, and just I'm not reading and finding any specific lines that I absolutely love. But okay, um, my favorite section is probably the shenanigans that happened while they were camping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't right. want to. I don't want to give it away um absolutely but it it was amazing and i loved it and i love that the camping experience also then was kind of brought up later when claire was talking to her ex um because like that was the moment when her ex uh noticed that she was absolutely in love with delilah And so I just I I I loved that 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 part was really great, too. It was like what ended up happening with her ex-husband. I'm so glad that's what happened because, oh, my God, I was so mad.
0: I was furious, but I do feel like that the ending for them was pretty decent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Their ending was very solid. Um, Yeah. What's your favorite liner section?
0: Um, I highlighted this little section because it perfectly captures how I feel about Jane Eyre. Oh. Okay, I'll give you that Wuthering Heights is the least romantic book in the history of Victorian romances. But Jane Eyre, is that the one where the douchebag hid his wife away in the attic and then lied about it to the girl he wanted to bang who was like half his age? Claire winced. Well, when you put it like that... (laughs) anyway (laughs) Jane Eyre is creepy (laughs) it's true it's true I can't help it Um, but also (laughs) I just thought it was really funny
1: that is really
0: funny (laughs) I wanted to share that with you all thank you (laughs) you know I haven't actually read Jane Eyre really yeah I've read Wuthering Heights I haven't read Jane Eyre Jane Eyre I think is one of the best written books I've ever read it is absolutely gorgeous and so well written, but the content is insane. I mean, how how are we just allowing this to be? I don't know. Looked upon as a romance, <laughs> it doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, I don't know. Especially he when literally, like,
1: yeah, when you have Jane Austen and Pride and Prejudice out, like why? Why is Jane Eyre also in the same category?
0: Literally, why? <laughs> anyway, yeah. Julia. Okay, so you tell me first. How spicy was this book? What? <laughs> you you answer first. How spicy is it? I think it's pretty spicy. Um, I think I would so. say in, in terms of a rom com, there's a lot of heat between the two characters generally, and then the actual spicy scenes. I would say, I, I, yeah, I would say just overall, Ashley Herring Blake is not afraid to write the spice. Yeah. I I feel like it's, it's
1: not hot spicy. It's more of like a slow burn spicy.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, like it's a spice that I think sneaks up on you. Um, Absolutely. Because, like they do have some very passionate moments, but I think they're mostly just very – soft with each other.
0: Mhm. But I liked it absolutely. I loved it a lot. Yeah, I thought it was their relationship was really really sweet and I think it's a really nice blend of being really romantic and all about the emotional connection as mm-hmm. the physical relationship is going on as well.
1: Mhm. Mhm.
0: And I like that they were mostly pretty solid
1: about communicating with each other.
0: Yeah, I think They both were frustrated with the nature of their relationship, Mm -hmm. but they were good at communicating with one another through that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Maggie, would you you fall for the main characters or any of the side characters? Who did you have a crush on?
0: Well, absolutely. I had a crush on Delilah. 100%.
1: Um, Yes.
0: No question about it. I think I'm a little bit too much of a Claire for it to be any (laughs) other way. That's fair. Um, yeah, and I didn't really, didn't really give much thought to a lot of the side characters. I would say, definitely, no question, Delilah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I fell into that. Am I in love with her, or do I want to be her? Trap of
0: it's tough, of Delilah. It's it's really tough. It's hard out there. I'm so sorry you had yeah. to go through that alone.
1: No, it's okay. Um. No, I really liked Delilah. And then I kind of, I I loved, I don't know if I have a crush on her, but I liked the relationship that she and Iris, like the friendship that they had.
0: Yeah, me too. I really, really liked it. Mm -hmm. It was so antagonistic. It made me laugh. They just understood each other, Mm -hmm. but they were (laughs) so crazy to each other. But I do, I kind of felt for Astrid, because I felt like Claire and Iris had a better friendship than Astrid did with either of them. Well, I mean,
1: I think that was probably just shown at in this period of life because yeah. she her fiance was literally like keeping her from her friends.
0: That is very
1: true. Yeah. So I don't know if it's there's just always naturally an odd man out in a trio of friends or if it was just in in the latest like few months that's just kind of how it had developed
0: well probably if Astrid's in a relationship that they don't really approve of that can happen naturally i think
1: yeah yeah that's always hard too when you're like bff is dating a complete dick the like worst. what do you do
0: Um, pray that they notice fast.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Would you say anything? I think I would say something.
0: Um, I always believe in saying something once. And once I have said my thing, I I won't bring it up again. But at least I know that I have said my piece. Mm -hmm. Because people are going to do what they want to do. And they'll only make the decision for themselves eventually. But I think in order to be a friend to someone, it's important. To say how you feel because yeah. they chose you to be their friend. They probably want to
1: know. This is true. And even if they they don't want to know, they should know.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, okay, Julia, I have a very important question to ask you. Okay. How did you feel about the third act breakup?
1: Uh. <laughs> 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 This one was annoying. This one was so annoying. It was... I, God, I hated it. I always hate the third act breakup, but this one was particularly irritating because in the dual point of view chapters, both of them were like, oh, she hasn't texted me, so obviously she doesn't want to hear from me. And I was like, stop, just text your girlfriend and... Like, talk to the person you want to talk to. Stop punishing yourself. It was so irritating.
0: It was so irritating, especially because during the whole book, they had been communicating with each other. Like, they had been saying how they felt and what they wanted. And then all of a sudden, everything kind of goes to shit. Which I felt like throughout the course of the book, you could kind of see where their issues were going to be. Mm-hmm. And then it all came down to texting? Come yeah, on. no, that was
1: dumb. I also, ugh, when it happened and the truth bomb that Astrid threw out there, that was too much. That was actually what, what made me really upset was that Astrid got mad and then was like, oh, well, she's only dating you because she bet that she could. And it's like, Astrid, stop. Yeah,
0: not necessary.
1: no. It oh, Like, I saw it coming right when the argument started, and then it was just, like, watching a train wreck happen.
0: Yeah, it hurt.
1: Yeah. It hurt. And then they wouldn't talk to each other, and I was like, oh, my God, this is stupid.
0: It's so stupid. It's so <laughs> <Yeah>. unnecessary.
1: <laughs> uh, Their getting back together was cute, though. It was all right. Yeah, I definitely agree. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you could have done without in this book?
0: Well, I can always do without a third act breakup. Yeah. Um, I think that there were things that annoyed me in the book, but I think that that was mostly character based. So probably not. I would probably okay. keep everything, you know, yeah, like yeah. characters annoyed me or bothered me, but that was all about the growth of the book. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Do you know...
1: Is Delilah Green um a movie or a show? Or I don't like think going it is,
0: but I do not know for sure. Do you?
1: I also don't know. That's something I did not look up.
0: Um, Let me see. Um, No, I don't see anything about that. You know. Do you want to yeah, cast nothing. it? Um. Uh, so I have some casting ideas, but I'm not like really set on anything. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do so- you got? I was thinking for Delilah. Um she's the gal from Do Revenge and some show on the CW I never saw Camila Carrero Mendez. I don't know who that is. Oh, she is like ridiculously pretty. She's in Riverdale. Riverdale that's the show on the CW. Yes, but she's yeah. also in Do Revenge, which is how I know her. Okay,
1: I haven't watched Do Revenge.
0: That's okay. Okay. I um, I could, I was I thinking could see her- that.
1: Yeah, I could I could see that. I don't know that I could yeah. see her with are like sleeves of tattoos though.
0: Oh, really? I think that is the thing I could see more. Now, I haven't Got seen it. her in Riverdale. But she is I very think- preppy in Riverdale. Okay. That's fair, but I think she could do it. I think that I think that she could Pull off the image. Do you think she could pull off like a,
1: a Lena Headey
0: vibe? I don't I don't know she, who that is.
1: Oh, it's the actress who plays um, Cersei in Game of Thrones. Because Lena Headey herself does have a massive amount of tattoos and insane hair. And so she's kind of the vibe that I was thinking, even though she's too old for it.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean... That's hard to say because Cersei and Game of Thrones is crazy.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I don't know. Okay, who did you
1: picture for Claire? I had a really hard time separating Claire from Dairy Girls and and Claire oh. uh, in this book. So I just pictured Claire from Dairy Girls.
0: That is interesting. Um that's very, very interesting. Um, the only thing that really came to mind was Zoe Deutsch, just because I think she does a lot of rom-coms and I can see her in that really preppy look. But I'm not fully set on that casting. Okay. Not like okay. anybody's going to give me a call to cast her. Um, but the only person, and I am I think either of these options would be good for Iris. Uh-huh. These are the ones where I'm like, I think either would be good and I'm proud of this casting. Mm-hmm. is for iris would be shailene woodley or maya hawk oh okay what if shailene woodley was claire that would be good too yeah i could see her pulling that off really really well what is shailene yeah. woodley doing these days
1: she did a robot movie with um jack something he's british good for her yeah um she i don't yeah. think she's with her um football Fiance anymore, or she might oh, yeah, be. No, I don't know. He,
0: he was a he played football with the Green Bay Packers, and they are not together <laughs> anymore. Yeah, that,
1: that was a big thing. <laughs>
0: that was wild. That was yeah, a wild that was, time.
1: Honestly, I was kind of surprised that she was with him because he just too. seemed like a not very someone that didn't make very good
0: life choices. Agreed. And chalene Woodley is so smart. I know. Um, she's like clearly so clever but yeah i think she would make a great claire
1: what about the isabel
0: i honestly had zero thoughts for isabel or astrid i was just like blonde i mean that is the only thoughts i had
1: okay i have it i have it um okay tell me but i need to look up her name real quick because i forgot it (laughs) what about christine baranski
0: Oh my god. Yes. That is perfect. Thank you. That is literally perfect. Of course, <laughs> anytime. That is amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you have anyone for Astrid or
1: Um I did not. Just also blonde.
0: Yeah, blonde. All the actors I was thinking of are a bit too old. But just someone uh, kind of peppy blonde. Oh, looks you know, like they could ride a horse.
1: Who would probably be a good one, the girl who played Beth in Little Women.
0: Oh, yeah. She was also in that show Sharp Objects. Did you see that? Yeah,
1: that's what I was thinking. I've seen Sharp Objects, and that's kind of what made me think she might be good as Astrid.
0: More of a Sharp Objects vibe than Beth <laughs> yes. in
1: Little Women. Yes, 100%. Beth, the
0: <laughs> nicest human ever who dies from being too nice. Yes. <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Not bad. Um, yeah. Think we did I'd it. say we we cast pretty well. Basically nailed that. And yeah. Uh, well, Julia, if you yeah. could, would you want to live in this book? I mean, probably. It doesn't seem
1: like it's very far from current iteration of life I don't that sounds weird uh it just it doesn't it's <laughs> it's not a
0: fantasy book so it's not like it would be hard it's to not. live in this book <laughs> it's a romantic comedy in a small town everybody yeah. could live there and probably be okay yeah um, yeah uh, do you feel like there is a character you related to the most or a character that you would want to be well, obviously,
1: like I said earlier, it was hard for me to distinguish whether I was in love with Delilah or wanted to be Delilah. Yeah. So I think I naturally would gravitate to wanting to be Delilah, but um, I really like the bookstore. So like if I could just work at the bookstore, I'd be fine.
0: Tough call. Yeah. Because I don't do I have don't have good Delilah energy.
1: Thank you. I was going to say, I don't really have Claire vibes, I don't think.
0: I don't think you do either, but that's no. okay. Yeah. What What about you? I think I do have Claire vibes. Um, <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, bookish. Likes vintage clothes. Worried about mm-hmm. everything. Yep. A little bit nosy. Sounds mm-hmm. like me. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I think I would definitely be Claire. I don't think there's anybody else that I really feel like I would suit. That's or fair. Or there's no like fun bit roles that I would want to be in the film. Yeah, there, re-
1: there really aren't any bit roles in this
0: one. I know. Total bummer. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. my favorites. Mm-hmm. But that is okay. Yeah. Not every book needs, needs the bits. <laughs> I know it's just for me, but I get it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um so julia yeah. do you have any final thoughts about delilah green doesn't care not particularly
1: i think it was really good um and people should check it out it's a fun Agreed. uh sapphic romance
0: yeah absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. it's super well written it's funny it's romantic everybody should check it out mm-hmm. do you have any book recommendations um, I haven't read them, but I would say First Instinct, if you enjoyed Delilah Green, you should definitely check out the rest of Ashley Herring Blake's um, books. Mm-hmm. I would also say I have read Written in the Stars, and mm. I think it's Hang the Moon by, mm-hmm. uh, gosh, her name. Alexandria Bellaflor. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. I really enjoyed both of them. I think the first one is Written in the Stars, and I would say hers only get better. And yeah, I would also say if you're looking for a romantic comedy with LGBTQ representation, Red, White, and Royal Blue. And it's getting a little film adaptation as well. Yeah. Uh, And I really liked the book. I I, I really, really enjoyed it. Is
1: very good. Also, the adaptation is coming in August, so it's not too far off.
0: Not too far off. Yeah, that's coming really, really fast. I've seen all the promotional, mm-hmm. um, like photos and stuff. It's wild. I know it looks so cute. I'm, I'm gonna watch it. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> what about you? Any book recommendations? I do. I have three, but technically two,
1: because I'm also recommending Written in the Stars. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, that works out like that. That's fun. So double recommendation for that. Um also two other sort of sapphic romances. The one by Julia Argy, R R G A R G Y. I don't know how to I'm saying Argy. Um, it is about this young woman who gets fired from her job and then is approached on the street by like a random person. And is asked if she would be interested in being on a reality show. And so then she's like, well, I have nothing better to do because I was just fired from my job, so sure. And she goes on this reality show. And it, it one, it is all about how like planned things are. It's a really interesting look inside like a show like The Bachelor and how things aren't exactly as improvisational as they seem um and two there are some very hot women in it um and she may or may not fall for one but because i said that it's possibly a sapphic romance i think you can infer from there uh
0: (laughs) what yeah what
1: yeah no i was actually really dumb about this book because i kind of forgot that it was and so then about like two-thirds of the way through i was like Oh, this person is really attractive and she keeps talking about this person. And I was like, oh wait, yeah, no, that's probably gonna happen. <laughs> even though <laughs> even though it literally like sparks were there from like page 20, and I was just so dumb.
0: <laughs> oh, Julia, you weren't being dumb. You just uh I was just living in the you moment. You weren't paying attention. You were living in the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. Definitely one of those useless bisexual moments, I think. Um, I have a few of those every now and then. <laughs> and-
0: That's all right. You were doing your
1: best. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my last recommendation is called The Wild Things, and it is by Laura Kay. I actually interviewed her, and I don't remember when her episode is coming out, but I think it's already out.
0: It's already is- out, yeah.
1: The book is already out. Is the episode already out? Yeah. I don't. I'm yeah? pretty sure. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I haven't. I've been so busy. I haven't paid attention to when things come out. Yeah, it came out two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay, great. Um. So, Laura K. Wild Things. It's lovely. It is about um, this basically just, like, queer friend group that – um starts a commune in a small town in England and it's all about their hijinks and everything. Um and she fall or she's in love with her best friend. And so that is kind of like the romance of the story. And it's very cute.
0: That is super cute. Yeah. Aww, that's sweet. I'll definitely have to check that one out, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That sounds fab. Yeah. Well it also has chickens in it that are named after Twilight characters. Well, that's hilarious. (laughs) That is top tier comedy. That's amazing, right? Yeah, (laughs) that's great. What is what was your favorite chicken? Um.
1: Well, they were all hens, and so I think my favorite was Jacob because it's just it's a a chicken with a boy name.
0: (laughs) That chicken can be anybody it wants to be Julia. (laughs) Yeah, but the chicken is laying eggs. (laughs) so the thought that that chicken be the thought of jacob
1: black laying eggs was really funny to me
0: (laughs) okay yeah that is hilarious yeah you got me there
1: all right yeah
0: (laughs) all right well enough (laughs) of these shenanigans um thank you guys so much for joining us today it was super fun to get to chat about a book that we both really really enjoyed yeah and with that we heckin' did it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, share us with your other bookish friends and family. If you're listening with Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review the show. We're
1: off to record our newest mini for our Patreon. If you're interested in joining our Novel Finds community on Patreon, follow the link in our bio.
0: And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Novel Finds Podcast.
1: Thank you so much for being a novel friend. We'll see y'all n- next week? Two weeks. Two in two weeks. All right, I'm going to read and <laughs> re- say that. <laughs> Thanks for being a novel friend. We'll see y'all in two weeks. Bye.